Welcome back to the NET Talks podcast. I'm your host, Sean, and we're back with another episode. I did say I'm going to give you a lot over the Christmas holidays, and that's what I'm planning to do. So today's episode, we have Chris Cafaro, who's a, a famous photographer in the entertainment industry. Uh, he's shot loads of people. Uh, so if you're interested in, in looking into photography and NFTs, he touches on a few things on how to approach that situation with regards to likeness and copyrights. He talks about the things that he's doing. Uh, so many interesting uh, ways to drop his NFTs. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned, share, let's get this out there, create this help builders community. Welcome back to the NFT Talks podcast. And before we jump into it, I just want to touch on, this is a good reason why I like the NFT space, is because we get people from different walks of life, different characters, um, and it's people that you may not know about, uh, but they may be established in their own industry. Today, I've got one of the most, one of the most respected photographers in the entertainment industry. Um, just to put things into perspective, uh, for the kind of people he shot, I mean, I've written a list down here, and I have to, I have to say, I have to say a few people at least. You've got George Michael, Kobe Bryant, Johnny Gill, <laughs> Jamie Fox, Sleep Rick, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, Johnny Depp, Ice Cube, Ice T. There's loads more that you're looking at. Fifty years of skin in the game in here, um, and I'm happy to have you on. So, welcome, Chris Cafaro. How you doing? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I, I love doing these things. I honestly do. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and taking the time out. It's um, it's interesting. Photographers, I've, I've been speaking to a lot of photographers entering the NFT space. And yep. I feel like it's someone like yourself, which we're going to get into, it's perfect yep. space for you um, because of the, the, the history of work and that you have. I mean, do you agree? Well, yes and no. So I, I'm going to, I'll give you a little backstory here just to give you a, a highlights in a sense. So I've been shooting for 50 years now. I started when I was 10 um, and I, I moved to Los Angeles when I was 21 to be a fashion photographer. And I was found out within the first week I was here, that's not going to happen. So uh, I was taught like, you know, you're in the biggest city of the entertainment. So shoot entertainment. And that's what I got into. But I, I fell into, I'm a passionate music lover since I was a child. I grew up on music. So I got into the music world and that's where I made my name is in the music world. But I've done it all. I've done everything. People, I've done more than people even know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so doing that. So uh, back in March, yeah, March, when I met somebody off a Clubhouse app who talked to me about doing this NFT thing, I started, I'm like, what the fuck is NFT? Uh, I honestly, first, when I first saw it, I said, does NFT stand for uh, no fucking tonight? Is that what it stands for? I mean, like, that <laughs> sounds like something, your, that's like something your girlfriend would tell you. Sorry, sorry, no NFT. NFT and you'd be like, oh, damn, no, you know. So I sat there and I just was like, okay, let's look into this. And Everything I do in life and in business, I'm a firm believer in do the work. That's my motto for everything in life. Do the work. Shut the fuck up and do the work. And so what first thing I did was just started doing research. What is an NFT? How can it help me? What can I do? What can I sell? What can't I sell? Because I might have a picture of Nirvana, but can I? do I legally have the rights to sell it as an NFT? 
mm. you know, I may have owned the copyright to the photo, but do I, do I own the trademark to the likeness? So there was a lot of work to be done in March and April. And we dropped our first ones in April. I think it was the end of April. No, beginning of May. And so since then, I've had to do even more research about this uh, because, like I said, the legal side of it. And, um, it, and for, I think it's different for an artist who creates and paints or draws something out of their mind or does crypto pills or whatever, you know, but it's, I'm, I'm selling images of famous people. So there was a lot of work to be done and still is. There's still a lot. Of, I'm still working on it. Chris, tell, tell me like, um, okay, this, you've, you've got your, your first, you dropped your first NFT. I know that I was, there was Jay-Z that's, um, he sued um, yes. a photographer uh, for his life. That scared the shit out of him. That scared the shit out of me and a lot of other photographers. Yeah, so tell me, how would you get around with it? I mean, what, what, is, what do you have to do? I mean, I'm sure photographers are probably asking this right. question. So Martin, yeah. share, share. Yeah, exactly. So here's my understanding of it. So the first thing I did was I called three lawyers I knew. One, mainly the guy that really helped me was the guy that works for Live Nation. I'm sure you've heard of Live Nation, right? Yeah. The biggest promoters company around. And I've worked with him in the past selling my pictures to him to make merchandise, T-shirts and stuff of Nirvana. And I wanted to get his perspective on it as that company. So this is my philosophy on the whole thing. And again, I might, I, and he, every lawyer said the same thing until there's a lawsuit. And, and, and this is, is, this is a gray area until it's defined. Yeah. I look at it as NFT as digital art. I do an exhibition, right? If I do an exhibition uh, of, you know, whatever I do a George Michael exhibition and I put up a print on the wall, I can sell that's art and I can sell that. I could, photographers always have the thing where I can do a book. Now I can't make t I can't make merchandise like t-shirts and posters and coffee mugs. That's merchandise that I cannot do without permission from the artist. So mm -hmm. my thing was, so is NFT, is NFT art or is it merchandise? That's the question I had to deal with was, is it art or merchandise? The conclusion was that it's art uh, until somebody says otherwise. Jay-Z was suing that photographer because that photographer was making merchandise. That's why he got his ass sued. He was okay. making all sorts of crazy shit. I, I ain't stupid. I would never do something stupid like that. So I look at it as digital. So what's the difference if you come in and you buy one of these prints off the wall at the gallery, right? Mm -hmm. Or you go online and buy the digital version of that piece of art. That's the way I look at NFTs is it's dig a digital version of a physical piece of art. Mm. that's just yeah. me again i'm no expert I've, yeah I've, yeah I've, i mean i just want you to clarify because you said you've looked into it so i'd, I'd like to hear yeah, and, your perspective and who you spoke to and exactly and you know too like you know you're around probably bigger nft artists and stuff like that all i know is that's the way i had to frame it in my head to so i can understand it so that's why i was like okay so i'm gonna sell digital versions of my physical pieces because I've been selling prints and, you know, frame prints and prints and gallery exhibitions for years and years. So that's the way I had to look at it. And that's the way I, I, I talk, presenting it to the lawyers. That's kind of was the conclusion. It's not merchandise, it's art. Now, next step is syndication. I have a syndication company. I've had one for my whole career, which sells your photos. Like if you're a magazine and you're like, Chris, we need a picture of Nirvana for this article. And you buy the picture that's called syndication. You buy the rights to put that picture in the magazine for X amount of dollars. You pay for it. That's syndication. That's different than NFTs. So 
I looked into all that. And like I said, my conclusion was NFTs are art, digital versions of art, right? And then you have merchandise and that's where you have to stay away from. I can't not make t-shirts, you know, of Nirvana or iced tea or anybody without, I would get in serious trouble. I would, you know, I was talking about digital, please. What, what if the digital fashion is one, it was a one-off, a t-shirt with that image on. So it's a part of the art because you can say the t-shirt is a part of the art. You're not selling t-shirts. You're selling one t-shirt. What about yeah. that? <laughs> uh, you know, that's why, that's why, you know, and that was brought up many times. Like, you know, you know, I'm making a print on, you know, on a piece of paper and it's a piece of art and it's framed. What if I print that same picture? I can nowadays I could print it on a t-shirt. I could print it on people make bedspreads from my photos. I get bootleg shit all day long. Go on eBay and just Google my name and you'll see bootleg George Michael shit all over the place. George Michael's the, the one I get ripped off the most from. But people do crazy shit. And that's why I said, you know, I tell people all the time, it's a full-time job just tracking down the bootleg shit. Like, you know what I mean? So I, I have to be careful. I know, I, look, I always tell people, there's a reason I've been in business for 50 years. I'm not stupid and I'm not an asshole. I mean, that's the fact. I always tell people, I'm, my goal since I was 10 years old is just simple. I want to create the greatest body of work ever. Now, the only way that's going to happen is if I'm smart, you know, play the long game, do smart, make the smart business decisions as opposed to, and creative decisions so that I can do this for another 50 years. So, you know, that's why I have to be, I'm care. I walk slow and take, you know, baby steps as I go along on this. So we dropped the second NFTs, what, three months ago and none of them sold. Um, I did my best to promote them, uh, but nothing sold. And I know why now, now I know why, cause everybody's, you know, uh, everybody in the NFT space has told me why. Um, so now we're ready for the <laughs> you're next gonna, You're going to share that. Is that, a, is that a secret? Well, basically, okay. So basically if you, anybody, I'm on known origin right now. Yeah. Uh, that's where I started. Um, and that was recommendation to a friend of mine that was helping me on these first ones. So we dropped the first ones. And I'll, like I said, I'll tell you the story if you want to hear this. Yeah, go on, man. Let's go. We dropped the first, we dropped the first five and we sold one. We sold the Nirvana for three ETH at the time, which was like, I was shocked. So I took the other four down. I'm like, I don't want to leave these up. Fuck that. Take them down. Then we dropped the second drop, what, two months ago, three months ago, two months ago. And my friend said, you need to start at three ETH. Don't go below. And I was like, I think we should do the same exact thing we should have done, which is auction them, see what happens. Mm. He was like, no, start them at three. You sold one at three. You should, that should be your starting point. And I said, all right, I'll trust you. I'll let you do your thing. And we did and nothing sold. Since then, everybody's told me, Chris, that was a huge mistake. You, and they, I've heard from numerous friends that I trust, David Bianchi, God Cloud, Chris Arvin, people that are very successful in the space have all given me great advice and I love them all to death. I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, honestly, I'm surrounding myself with amazing fucking people. So we've left those five up. They haven't sold. Um, and I learned, I learned, I learned, you know, a lot from that. Again, I'm playing the long game. I needed, I needed to, I want to learn at the same time I'm doing this. Yeah, not, I'm just, like, look, I'm, everybody says the same thing. I'm sitting on a gold mine. I got 50 years worth of photography. Yeah. And so I sit there and say to people like, well, there's no hurry, right? I mean, there's no timeline. So I need to learn the process, learn this, build this, do this. And that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I'm 
I'm slow building. Is that in a sense? I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Like you've been, like you said, man, you've been doing this for like how many years already? NFTs is obviously coming to your radar. It wasn't. It couldn't have been a part of your plan because it was only just came along. So, what what does it make a difference whether you sell today or next year in, in two years? It's very early in the space. Um, I feel that it's your work. It will stand for like collectibles. It has scarcity. It can't be copied. No one else can have it because you would have had to be doing it from how many years ago. So you've got your own lane. Like there's no one to to compete in that way unless it's another photographer. And even if it wasn't a photographer, they're still not going to have the same pictures as you. So it's just, there's but that's no- the thing. <laughs> that's it. Can I tell you, like, that's the thing. So the best advice I got three months ago from everybody, I heard this one word I heard from everybody consistently. If I said to somebody, what do you think I should do? One word stood out. What's that? What, what do you think that word is? One word. Hmm. The, uh, the advice. No. Was the <laughs> word was the word was community. Oh, of course. Okay. In general, you need to connect with yes, I would, yeah, hundred percent I would say that in regards everybody to- said to me, everybody said to me, build community, Chris. Build community. Yes. Because and I, I was like, because because everybody knows my pictures. I've said this my whole career. Every, you've seen one of my photos. You just don't know it's me. Yeah. Whether it's George yeah. Michael Faith to my Nirvana, I have more iconic photos than than anybody anybody you know. And I whether it's Chris Cornell, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Fresh Prince, you name it. Like I have more iconic photos than anybody. So so everybody said to me everybody knows your photos, Chris, but nobody knows you. So you need to build community. And so that's what I've been doing literally for the last four months is building, meeting you, meeting everybody. Hi, this is me. This is now, you know, who Chris Cafaro is. And then when they see what I've done, if you, when you come to LA and you sit in my place and I show you, you'll like everybody else just goes, they get their minds blown. And so I've been working hard on building community and just getting people, getting to know people in this space, in this world. You know, in the music world, they know me. Who cares a fuck, you know? But like in this in the NFT space, they're like, who the fuck are you, Chris? I have history. Unlike a lot of artists who have been doing this for a year or two or five, I always tell people, what were you doing 30 years ago? I was, I was shooting Nirvana and touring with Pearl Jam and shooting iconic photos of Chris Cornell. What were you doing 35 years ago? Well, I was doing iconic photos of George Michael. So yeah. people like, holy fuck. I tell people like, whatever you think you were doing, I was doing it more. <laughs> that's why I think the space is both for you. I mean, look at this, it's not a rush. And yeah, you're right. I do think community is a, a big, a big thing within the NFT space. You need, especially at this point, because I feel that you need to connect to people because they're the people that are spending and buying and, and collecting. Yeah. I mean, overall, I think in the future, there's going to be so many people that may know you, uh, but yeah, it's important to get yourself out there. Just like anything in the real world for people to understand yeah. what it is. I mean, have you done exhibitions before? In the, have you done exhibitions like live exhibitions? So I'll tell you a crazy story. So 11 years ago, I lost the most important person in my life, uh, my business manager, who was my mom for 25 years. I lost her to cancer. Sorry to hear. Yeah, it was, it still fucks with me to this day. So she, um, when I lost her, I, I promised, I was just working, I was just bust, I was, I'm a workaholic. Nobody outworks me. I'm, I'm, I always tell people, I, I, nobody outworks me I, since I was a kid. Fuck off. You think you work 16 hours a day? I'll work 17 and shut you up real fast. But I lost her and it, she, her, when I lost her, she inspired me to do, create what I created. Out of that, those ashes came my greatest hits project. So I came up with this concept of 
like I said, my line is that, look, everybody's seen my pictures. They just don't know it's me. I need to fucking change that. You know, I never looked for attention. I just wanted to work. I never looked for fame and fortune. I just wanted to work. So I spent the last 10 years. It took me five years to get to the first exhibition in 2017 in Los Angeles, my biggest one. You go to my website, kafarohits.com. You can see all these trailers and videos. So it was about coming up with the best hundred photos. I have videos telling the stories behind the photos. You know, my tagline is I have a million stories and the photos to prove it. Um, so I created this project and we got the first exhibition was, was Los Angeles. Originally, the idea was to do six cities and that was it. But now it's turned into themed shows. I did in Australia, I've done three exhibitions. I did Greatest Hits George Michael in 2018. And then in 2019, I did Greatest Hits Grunge and Greatest Hits Michael Hutchins. That was massive. Uh, I did an LA one, Pearl Jam one in LA. I did, uh, I just, I have, you know, thanks to COVID, I had to stop everything. But next year we have three more lined up and we're gonna be doing those in two in Australia and one here. Uh, and then I'm working on a, another massive George Michael exhibition in London that's gonna happen. And then we wanna take it on the road. So I have enough material. I could do a different exhibition every month for the next 10 years and not repeat myself. I literally could. And so building all that these last few years and spending a shit ton of money and you know killing myself basically. So now with the NFTs, we're gonna include that as part of the exhibition. So from now on, when there's an exhibition, a physical exhibition, there'll be an NFT side to it as well. That's the big thing I wanna do. So one of the exhibitions I'm doing in Australia next year, hopefully April, maybe late, the latest May, is I'm doing my first non-music exhibition in 20 years. And it's a Dita Von Teese exhibition. If you know who Dita Von Teese is, the iconic burlesque queen. We, her and I have been shooting for 20 years. I have these amazing notes. So we're going to do this exhibition and drop NFTs as well so that you can get, if you can't be there in Sydney, Australia to see the exhibition, you can see the nfts and get those if you can't get the prints and that kind of okay. vibe tell me about so NFTs. i'm trying to offer i'm trying to do all those kinds of crazy things tell me about the nfts though like what okay so let's talk about okay you, you obviously you've got the work <laughs> i want to know about your nfts what is it what do we get with the nft is it just a picture because i'm thinking of so many things of that the possibilities well, that you could do i want to know what you're doing and then we can well okay so that's a thing it's funny so these last the ones i've dropped so far the what is it called unlockable is you get a print yeah. Whoever buys it first gets a nice 17 by 22 inch print signed and the whole thing. That's the only, in the future, we've bounced around ideas from prints to uh, all sorts of, you know, I'm open to anything. I really am. I, you know, and that's why uh, I keep saying, uh, every time I talk to an NFT artist, um, we've talked about all sorts of things and ideas and I'm learning more. And that's why I'm taking babysit. Cause you know, if I just ran out and, you know, like anything, I don't run out and go like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then, you know, you know, I have to do things the right way. I'm a planning organization fanatic, you yeah. know, uh, my motto, my motto for the greatest hits project. When we started it, we have what we call the team motto is go big or shut the fuck up. You know, it's like, I don't do small. I don't do exhibitions where you get, you walk into the gallery and you get a cup of red wine and you get, you know, a little music in the background. You get to look at some small photos and go, oh, Chris, these are really good. No, I do big fucking prints, loud music, fucking beer companies, party companies, fucking crazy shit goes on. I make, it's music, you know? And so we have fun. And 
So I want to get that feel into the NFT space as well and get NFTs that are, you know, I keep my joke to everybody is I want to sell myself as an NFT. I'm, it's like, I, and I'm cheap. Social too. tokens, social tokens. Yeah. yeah, that's that. yeah. <laughs> so I go like, you could buy me as an NFT. And then everybody's like, Chris, you're not worth it. I'm like, oh, great. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Uh, but so, you know, there's, I think that the, the creative, creative side of it was what I like to talk about is it's fascinating with the NFT things. I'm watching people doing music and art and all sorts of things, you know, and it's fascinating and I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning, you know, like I said, there's no hurry. There's no deadline, right? Yeah. There's no deadline. Two, two things that come to mind, Chris, that I know yeah. you've thought about, you've spoke about with the team. Okay. And so you talked about creating community now. Okay. You are, you, with regards to IP and people, brands, George Michael, they already have a community. So they you can tap into a community that already exists, first of all. Yes. However, if you're going to sell yourself, then what are you looking to do things utility-wise to people are going to buy into you for your experience? So maybe a photographer will buy your work in a chance to speak and sit down with yourself, right. have a, like a session with you. Maybe someone wants to shoot and you shoot somebody, like them kind of thing. So th they're the things... Are you thinking about these things? Are you the things you're playing with? Are you yes. add these in the future? As I like to say to people, whatever you're thinking of, trust me, we've thought of. <laughs> like, it's like, I, I go to, I do an, I do a meeting with an exhibition, a gallery, and they start going, well, we should do this and this. I'm like, dude, we thought about that. We've, I've, I, I'm a, I, all I do is work every day. I get up at 6 a.m. and I work until 11 p.m. I go, I don't, you understand people? This is what I do. I go, I don't, I'm not married and I don't have kids. So I have no distractions, just work, <laughs> just work. So yes, I would like to, we want to offer like photo shoots. We've talked about like buy an NFT, you get a photo shoot or, you know, uh, you know, we've talked about like everything I was helping. There's no, 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 no's on anything. It's like, I'm open to everything, but my problem has been the last couple months was I can't do it all. I'm doing a bunch of other things, right? Right now I'm writing a TV series. That's my futures in television. And so I keep saying to everybody, like, that's why I've talked to uh, God Cloud and, and, uh, and David Bianchi mainly was like, hey, guys, why isn't there not an agency out there? Why isn't there? I need a rep. I need an agent to do this for me. You know, I need I'll show up and like as a photographer, like I always do, I'll do the job, but I need somebody to run the business side of it. So I've been talking to people about that. And just last night in a clubhouse room, I mentioned that to somebody and they went, man, that's a great business opportunity. I said, yeah, if you were, if you're an agent type of person, a salesperson, fucking find 10 artists and you can take 20% from each one and you can do pretty damn well, you know? <laughs> and so I think that's, that's, I, I see that slowly happening in the NFT space. I mean, it, you, we both know it's, it's all, it's, it's ever evolving every day. Something's changing in it, right? Yeah. Something changes all the time. Are you going to go as far as to, you say you do anything, but this is your baby. This is your work. Are you going to go as far as giving the negative, a one of one piece and giving your negative, you, you, or you get the photo and you get the negative, meaning that it's out of your control and it goes with somebody else. Now, I could, have I you thought about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> somebody else mentioned something like that. I, I would not give up a negative, um, I just couldn't like I it's my life I, I I um one of the things I've 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 said to everybody the last five years that I would sell my entire catalog of work off my gallery here in Los Angeles asked me a couple of years ago would you sell your work because all these rich people are buying up artists collections yeah. especially after they die you know like people are gobbling up photographers collections like their life's like she, work like she passed away 
Yeah, if I die, that oh, they're gonna sell it. My, like my friend who get my friend who gets everything when I die, he says he's gonna just throw everything away in the trash. He's like, we don't care about you, Chris. You're, he's like, your stuff is shit, anyways. I'm like, I thought you loved me, like you know, because I've always I've always said since I was a kid was I'll be rich and famous when I'm dead and gone. Mm. Um, I know that's a fact, um, but I. I love the idea of offering up, like I have Polaroids, tons of original Polaroids, things that I have so much shit, it's ridiculous, honestly, like like crazy. I'm looking what, if there's- Go get it, man, go get it. If you got one at reach, let's quickly go rush over and get one so we can, so we can see. So anyone watching the YouTube, you're about to see something. So Chris has just gone over to literally go into his box. See this? And he's, he's got his Polaroids. It's like, it's like my life in, you know, again, it's my, I was jokingly say to people, my life in photos. And it's, un, you know, I've been documenting my life since I was a kid. My mm -hmm. parents documented the first 10 years and then I've been back. doing it ever since. But it's like everything from, you know, I have, you know, Tommy Lee, this is an original, only one of a kind. This is um, Tony Hawk in 1988. Oh, you know, so it's like, it goes on and on and on and on and on. And, you know, it's like, here's like oh, Phil Collins. My first trip to wow. England was to shoot Phil Collins. You know, it's, it's P Perry Farrell from Jane's Addiction. And you got everyone young. Well, I have <laughs> George Harrison. Okay. So it goes on and on and on and on and on, like even create. So you haven't even started because you haven't put any of these into, you haven't included any of these in your collections. Are these things you can either add on later on as utility the people that collect early or yep. you, you can add on to your, your next drop. So this is something that I feel that collectors need to see, like you, like you said, is that you've got Well, these. that's what I'm Yeah. You're right. But that's what I'm saying. Like talking to everybody and even having hearing you say things, it's like, that's why we're just, I'm getting all this information mm -hmm. and I have to put, then put the plan together. And that's what I told everybody. Uh, I told uh, everybody is that, you know, I need help because I have so much. I mean, I'm, I'm literally showing you that much, that much, you know? So it, it's, it's, there's a lot, there's a lot to, lot to work with. And we're just trying to figure out what's the best way and get people to understand who I am. And, you know, all the time, like you're doing, you're working all these different, it's the same thing when I do my exhibitions, it's like, I go, I need to get people to know me, but I also get to, cause they know the work. Yeah. Now I got to get to know me. And then it's like this, you're just kind of bouncing it all around, trying to get people to understand who the fuck I am and what the fuck I've done. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's about just kind of like, I don't know, like, I guess it, I want to say is like, I'm just trying to figure out what the plan exactly is going to be. Cause we did, we did the test ones. I told everybody chapter one and chapter two, we did those and sold one and another ones didn't. And, you know, the other ones now that are up are, you know, Iggy pop and uh, Fiona apple and, you know, iced tea. They're great. I think they're iconic photos of iconic people, mm. but you know, we, I did the best I could on marketing of it all and it just didn't work. You know what? It may be the case of that people that the this space that is early in the space that people may not know or have that community may not be in the space yet. That's that. It could be the simple fact as that. Like 
if yeah. you've got so many people, you may put somebody, you might put, put out an NFT that somebody may could, a lot of people in the NFT industry might connect to straight away. So you, you don't know. And like I said, it's the, I like the fact that you're not in here for like, okay, I need to, to, to make money straight away. I don't I need, I need to. Yeah, I'm not desperate. Yeah, I'm absolutely. not desperate. I mean, it's like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I never have. I always tell people, even though I'm a starving artist and literally starving artist, I'm not desperate. And I don't, I just don't, you know, and I've talked to, I don't know if you know who Lavelli is and uh, Tiffany uh, off of Clubhouse. Lavelli, they become very good friends and Lavelli's done very, very well in the NFT space, like very well. Um, you know, I've told them like, again, like I have, unlike most artists I've seen so far, I have this history that not a lot of people have. They mm. just don't, you know what I mean? And, and so I'm telling everybody all the time, like, hey, everybody, like, you know, I'll, I don't want to just run out and you know, like jump in the rooms and say, look, do you know who the fuck I think I am? And you're like, fuck off. You know, like I'm, I hate when people do that shit. Cause I, I don't give a, f I don't take myself seriously. I always thought I'll be judged when I'm dead and gone. Then you guys can all fucking worship me then. But right now I'm a, I'm a sarcastic jaded fuck, you know, as my friends, my nickname to my friends is sick fuck. So, you know, so I tell people all the time that like, I'm, I'm learning and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the long game. Come back to me in two years and let's see where I'm at. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, now I hear that. Let's flip it on his head, Chris. What, do you collect NFTs? No, I have not bought one yet. Why? Uh, and if, is there anything you're looking at? Because you said you well, got- Well, first of all, I have no money. <laughs> That's the main reason. <laughs> I, I have no money. I've been spending all my money. You don't understand. I always tell people, if you saw the numbers like to do an exhibition, you know, my last exhibition was in Australia. I had to, I lived in Australia for three months and between the exhibition and living there and then paying all my bills back at home, it was about $80,000. Wow. Yeah. So I tell people all the time, I have to prioritize what I'm going to spend my money on and what I'm not. And then, you know, crazy Chris is like, I'm spending the last two years with COVID. I was just spending my money on surviving and making sure that, um, that I stay sane and my health and I've had health issues for the last few years. I got stupid, like nagging back, I have back problems and shoulder problems. I mean, it's, I'm falling apart basically. Cause I, I, as my doctor says, Chris, you're paying the price for all the fun that you had. Yeah. I'm like, Oh shit. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> like, so it's kind of like, damn it. Um, but you know, I, I'm going to buy some NFTs. I've taught, I told every, I told all my friends, David and everybody, I said, I want to buy your guys NFTs. As soon as I start selling some, I mean, I definitely want to reinvest, you know, I mean, think is, there anyone, is there anyone out there that you got your eye on though, that you would recommend to say, look, I love their work. This is something that as uh, whether it's a photographer, was it artist, who, who, who would you say? My, my, my friend, uh, and, and help, like, I can't want to call him brother basically is Chris Arvin. I love Chris Arvin, what he's doing. And again, it's not about the art so much. It's about the man behind the art. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what I mean? I think that's, to me, that's more important than the art itself. It's like the man behind what his, his motivation, his passion for it, you know, his, what he's putting the effort into it. You know, that's what I'm saying. Anybody can fucking post a, anything and just say, it's an NFT, buy it. But I want to invest in the person that's like passionate about, like I always tell people, I'm not some guy, since I was 10 years old, I always tell people, I wasn't at 10 years old, I wanted to shoot for Vogue. My, you know, my dreams and goals were massive. And I had, you know, I was running around. I thought I was the greatest photographer in the world at 12, you know, like fuck off people, you know? And so I tell people all the time, like, you know, I'm going to invest in the when I have the money to invest in some NFTs, but I'm going to invest in my friends first and foremost, 
like day, uh, uh, God Cloud, who I think his shit is amazing. Yeah. Um, and he's been so supportive of me. Uh, he puts up with me. So I think it's, I, I, like I said, I love where this is going, but I'm not like, I just don't rush into anything. I'm not stupid. I'm not, I'm not gonna run around and this is the, the cool thing to do. You know, everybody should do this. It's like, no, I'm not gonna run around and yeah, I don't follow anyone. I completely agree, man, like in regards to buying into the person behind uh, and any project, any few projects should have some kind of substance and some, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of, I call them fast food brands in there. Like there's nothing just out there and they come and they go and they come and they go, but yeah. something with a bit of authentic, authenticity and uh, something that's built over years, like yourself. Like I feel that, that's why I love the fact that you were telling the story, the man behind the lens, because for many years you would have been the guy that took the back seat and putting put the spotlight on the person that you're shooting. But now you get to tell your story and also connect to people um, through the, the celebrity. You know what I mean? Like I'd, I'd love to hear what was that person like at the time? What right. what were they doing? Like how, how how were they with you? Were they were they well were that's they the guy, thing, you know, in them kind of things? Well, that's what I tell. Okay, so when I started the greatest hits project, I tell people all the time, and I've I've done all these artist talks since then, right? And the thing I tell people all the time, the greatest hits project is not about the photos. It started out as a hundred photos, the, my like my greatest hits, hundred photos, right? It's not about the photos. The project has nothing to do with the photos. They're like, well, what the fuck then? I go, it's about the stories behind the photos. And so I have videos on there. You want to know about George Michael? Go watch that video. It'll tell you about that shoot that day, what George Michael was like. I have hundreds and hundreds of videos. We, we just shot some more three days ago. So I tell people it's about my life. That's what people tell me all the time that, oh, you should have a fucking, you should write a book or you should do a TV. We're actually are doing a TV. We're doing a reality TV series. We've been, we've been documenting the greatest hits project from day one. I have vaults of footage. So I, I tell people, we're, so now we're editing a, a trailer to pitch to get at Netflix or somebody to buy this series. We have a 10 episode series mapped out, ready to go. I love, I've been blessed. And I, and I say this from the bottom of my heart, I have been blessed. I've done what I loved for 50 years now. And I say this all the time. It's, I've never had one easy day, not one easy day, but I've had fun and I've had more fun than anybody I know. And I can fucking prove it. My life is sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And it always has been while, you know, people talk about the fun that they had. I just kind of go, okay, well, cool. That's cool. And you know, uh, if you want to drop names, you want to compare games, you know, I'll, let's go, you know, and they just go, oh, especially when I meet people who think they're fucking special. I'm like, eh, no, you're not. You're not. You did one thing. You did one, you know, you did one cool thing. You did one TV show. I just go, no, can't come close. So I always like to joke about that stuff. Again, I don't take it seriously, but I like to, I like, as you would say in England, I like to take the piss out of people. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like my favorite English slang thing. I'm going to take the piss out of you, mate. So, <laughs> So the Australian, you know, I was bored of Australian, that was. Yeah, I know. well, they say it down there too. In Australia, in Australia, they, they tell me all the time, they'll yell at me because I've been going there since, I went there in 1988, the first time with George Michael during the Faith Tour. And I've been going there ever since. I, I, it's my home away from home. Okay. I, I honestly, I should be living there. But they tell me all the time, Chris, cut, cut the bullshit accents. You're like, you, you sound <laughs> stupid and shut the fuck up. And I get yelled at all the time. But I tell you, like, it's funny is that I just, I, you know, I, I think it hit me on my 50th birthday, but I just realized how lucky I am and how blessed I am. And that's why to this day, I help everybody. 
everybody who needs, I do, I haven't been paid in eight years. I do free photo shoots for everybody who needs free photos. I'll, I, I'll help anybody with anything because as I say to people, I have lived my dream a hundred times over. You know, I wanted to do an album cover when I was young. I, oh, someday I want to shoot an album cover. Well, I've done 250 of them. You know, I wanted to shoot a magazine cover. I've done hundreds and hundreds of magazines. Like, it's like I've lived, so now my thing is I just help everybody live their dreams. Help everybody, everybody. Okay. You, I always tell people, you ask God Cloud. I said, let me take your picture. I took his portrait. Yeah, he, he showed me, he showed, he yeah. said, and I was like, he was like, yeah, he's, he's had it up on his Instagram and then had it up on his WhatsApp. And I was like, yeah, he got it shot by Chris. I was like, okay, cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah, and I just, I do it all the time because I truly believe that I, it's something I learned from my business manager because she helped everybody and mainly me. Gosh, she put up with me for 25 years. But I just believe like, you know, you have, you know, all, all, I want a full life, you know, and I'm not, I always tell people if I'm lucky, I get another 20 years to go here. That's my goal anyways. Mm-hmm. And I want to be the, I want these to be the best 20 years of my life. And, and, um, and I have fun. I, like I said, I, to this day, it's like, I, I have fun. I have fun. I don't, do, I don't do anything. that's not fun. You should see me at my exhibitions. Um, my publicist will come to me and saying, okay, Chris, you know, opening night, blah, blah, blah. And I said, look, I saw, I was looking at her face. Like, if I'm not going to have fun tonight, I'm going to leave the exhibition. And she's like, Chris, you can't leave. It's your fucking opening night. I said, if I ain't having fun, I'm leaving. And the event starts and she stands by the front door of the gallery. Yeah. And so that I can't walk out. And she just guards the door. And she goes, as soon as I even lean towards walking towards the door, she gives me like this dirty look, get the fuck out of here. You're staying, you're staying. I go, I'm having fun. It's cool. I'm having fun. And she gets so mad at me all the time. Like, don't even think about leaving. I'm like, okay, great. I'll stay. You know, it's all good. It's all good. But I just tell people all the time, man, I'm a, I'm a 12 year old kid with a camera, you know, I always will be. Tell me, Chris, tell me your, I'm going to ask, I, it's a question I want to ask because we're talking about stories. I want to know yeah. your I say the most favorite or biz, uh, story behind a picture, and then I've got a picture I want to ask you about because I want okay. to go behind that. So this, yeah, keep it like the rapid or keep it like, within that few minutes. Just tell me your bet, your yeah, yeah. Okay, period. so here's the thing. I, I don't know how much time you have left. Here. So I'll tell you this quickly. One of my favorite little circular moments is if you go on my website or wherever. Yeah, I have this picture of Perry Farrell from Jane's Addiction, the lead singer of Jane's Addiction is in bed with this Jesus Christ pose. So I took that picture in 1989, I think, if I have to look, check my records. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's my one of my favorite pictures of Perry. It's one of the most iconic photos of Perry, if not the most iconic photo of Perry. Well, the, that picture, I made a little promo card out of it back in the day and sent it out all to the labels and the managers. Chris Cornell from Soundgarden mm-hmm. saw that picture and that card at his manager's office and then wrote the song Jesus Christ posed about that photo. Wow. Then I'm on the video set of the making of that video. And I end up taking my most iconic photo of Chris Cornell, which is on the cover of his autobiography, which everybody knows, even his wife, Vicky loves my photos. So there's this weird thing of like, okay, that picture of Perry, that song gets written about that picture. And then I'm on that, video with Chris shooting these pictures. So there's that weird process, which I always tell people, everybody's got a lot of great photos, famous photos, but did Chris Cornell write a song about your fucking photo? No, I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah, so he didn't write me a love song, but at least he wrote one about my picture. So close enough. 
That's cool. And that, and that makes that picture extra valuable. Like, is that, yep. is that, an, is that an NFT? One yep. that uh, no, we didn't do that one yet. Not yeah. Yet. Okay, cool. And people look out for that one, definitely. All right. So the one picture I want to ask about is the Fresh Prince of Ballet one. Like, I've just, I, a lot of them were just like, obviously, like single photos, but that was the, the cast. Like, tell me, I'd love to hear. So, well, like, band, so that, no, I'd love to hear. Yeah, that. no, no. I'm, I'm at the time, well, you know, at the time, I don't know where you were, but, you know, uh, Fresh Prince and, was a big deal. I mean, they had a couple hits and and um, DJ Jazz Jet and Fresh Prince and all that crap. And so I was, I had just started, my agents just got started getting me jobs, what they call, they call them gallery shoots for the networks. And what the gallery shoot is basically is the advertising and publicity photo shoots with the cast they would use for, you know, billboards and ads or, you know, pictures and TV guides and whatever. So those were called gallery shoots. And I just started, that year doing and that I ended up doing like four or five in a row for NBC at the time which the show was on and I remember getting the call from the creative director saying okay we're going to get you to do this new show Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and I'm like who the fuck's in that what the fuck is that and they're like you know it's Fresh Prince and I was like oh my god Will Smith really like he's gonna have a TV show are you kidding me and so we set you know we did the shoot that same year, same year, I did a shoot, a TV show called Ferris Bueller, which was a takeoff on the movie. Okay. And in that, and that TV show was Jennifer Aniston and I shot Jennifer Aniston. Shit. So, so, but Will Smith was to this day, I always tell people like, I'm, he is what he is. He's like super nice. You know, you could at the time, even then just like the nicest guy, they, the network like having me do that shoot because I had all that experience shooting musicians and rappers and, so that helped, you know, made them feel comfortable because they're like, oh, they're used to dealing with actors and here's this rapper is going to be an act, you know, like, so they wanted somebody in there who could relate to the music thing side of Will. All right. So but, well, I got really mad last year. Did you see they did that reunion thing of Will's, the Fresh Prince reunion? Yeah. They and did some sort of Fresh Prince reunion. I got mad. I was like, I, why wasn't I invited to that? Like, I could have shown <laughs> in there. Well, that's why you... <laughs> You were there. You like, shot, did you watch it? Did you watch? Did you watch Fresh Prince Bel Air? Do you? Do you? Do you well, as, it? When it came out, yeah. Came like, out. So you shot the real Aunt Viv, like the original, and yeah. she changed over time. So no, no, I like, shot like no, I shot. I used to watch that stuff and sh you know shoot them. It was fun. It was good times. It really was. Um, I, God, I look back on all this. What kills me is the time. You're like, oh, when was that? That was like 1990 or whatever it was. Now yeah. I can look it up, but it's like. You're just sitting there just going, man, where does the time go? It's like, what the fuck? It's like, time goes by fast. I always tell people, you wake up one day and you're 50 and going, what the fuck happened? <laughs> it's but ridiculous. You, like you said, you seem like you, you've had a good life and you've lived and you, you're still full of energy and yep. you're enthusiastic about the space. So I just, I just looked so. it up, just so you know, I shot the Fresh Prince shoot, just look, pulled it up on my calendar, yeah. um, July 25th, 1990. 1990, yeah. Where were you at? What was I doing? Ninety nine. I was born in nineteen eighty five. So I'll just yeah, just you know, youngster man. <laughs> <laughs> you were in front of the TV watching Fresh. Probably Prince. watching it. Probably watching it. Yeah, yeah. Too <laughs> much. Exactly. Well, that's so, what went, that brought me back. Like nostalgia. Like you, like your work's going to bring a lot of nostalgia to a lot of people but, and really bring it back. So that's what I love, man. That's what I tell people with the greatest hits project mm -hmm. is that it brings back. I capitalize. That's a big part of it. It's like, like my last exhibition. Okay. I, the thing I love. Okay. So I'm going to go back and I'll make this fast. I did, when I did my first exhibition in Sydney, Australia in 2018, we did 
Greatest Hits George Michael, right? Yeah. It was huge success. It, it was like Mecca for George Michael fans around the world. People flew all over Australia to see this exhibition and meet me. New Zealand, Asia, people needed to see this because he's, his fan base is crazy as fuck. We do that exhibition, great, success, biggest thing ever. A year later, a year and a half later, I go back and I do grunge. The press, the people, they're like, what the fuck? We thought you did George Michael. What's this Nirvana and Chris Cornell and, and Pearl Jam? These are iconic. I go, yeah. I go, we just thought you were the George Michael guy. I go, no, 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 no. I'm not just the George Michael guy. So that blew everybody the fuck away. So then you're going like, okay, cool. Then I go back six months later with Michael Hutchins, the most iconic session with, of Michael Hutchins from NXS. They're, they're like, holy fuck, wait a minute. You did Michael Hutchins? These are fucking famous photos. I go, yeah, that's me too. So I tell people, that's what I love is that bringing, getting people excited. I always tell people, you come to, if you, I hang out at the gallery and watch people. They, I make people smile. I bring joy. I bring them memories. I have brought them tears of joy. You know, Michael's, you know, he's, you know, an icon. He's passed away years ago, but I watched people at the galleries just look at his photos and just be like, I make people feel, you know, and that makes me so happy. That's like the best part. I, I my joke always is, is during the opening nights, there's a point in this when it's really crowded. I always walk across the street from the galleries and I stand outside with my friends and I just go watch this. And you watch people go into the gallery and you, and then they come out with smiles on their faces. And I go, I win, I win. I make people happy. Now you win, you are winning, man. And I, I, I'm glad you're gonna to continue to do what you're doing. And you've got us, you're gonna, now your legacy is gonna be on the blockchain and it, it's, it's gonna it's gonna live on and you're gonna share so many stories and oh, people, my, my, my children and other people's children who have to see your work. And I think that's the great thing about it. And once it's on there, it can't be changed and it's gonna be passed on and, Exactly. So that's that's uh, that's what I love about photography. Like it tells a story, and that's what you've been doing. And your legacy. When, when, I, when I was a kid in school, my my, I never went to school. I cut class. I hated school, and I, I used to tell the teachers, they'd always go, "Chris, you, you know, my, they'd yell at my parents because they knew my parents. I used to play golf on the weekends with the principals. You know, like they'd yell at my parents, like Chris is not going to class." And I go like, why would I go to English class? Why would I waste my time in English class? Now you need to go to English class. I go, look, if a picture's worth a thousand words, I've already written millions and I'm gonna write a million more. So shut the fuck up. I don't care about words. And, but now later, years later, I learned I should have went to English class. <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer. Yeah, but, um, I learned my lesson. I should have went to math class. I never heard of, I didn't know you had to do budgets when you got to do it, started working. <laughs> I was like, what's a spreadsheet again? <laughs> This is, what you, this is what you got the hiring people for and you, you need to use people. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, that's what I tell when I meet young actors and musicians, I have, the, I have, I mentor, I mentor 50 people as it is right now. I'm up to at least 50 right now. And I tell them all the time, you want to be an actor? You want to be a musician? Yeah, I want to be a rock star. I go, first of all, you're, it's not the music business you're getting in. It's the business of music. And if you don't get your business shit together, you end oh, well, I have a manager, an agent. Yeah, you know what? You have a lawyer too. Yeah, but you should still read your contracts. You should, even if you don't know what they're saying, read them anyways. You have to fucking know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. As I tell people, I've shot so many people that thought they were going to be big stars that are nowhere to be found. Yeah, I shot people that were hot. You know, back in 1989, they were the biggest thing in the world. They're nowhere now. It's, it's all about business. Why is, I always tell people, why do you think Ice Cube, Will Smith, you mm -hmm. know, Dr. Dre, why are these people billionaires, right? 
because they're smart. They surround themselves with really good people. They educate themselves and they play the game very, very well. You know, as I tell people, if it's all in the game, yo, you either play or get played. Yeah, well, that's a perfect end to the podcast in regards to advice for anyone entering the NFT space because the same rules applies. And that's what you said you're clearly doing. You're surrounding yourself with smart people, you know, and you're going to learn and you're there, you're preaching it, but you're actually doing it. So, and it's proof in the pudding. So guys, if you're a photographer, if you're a creative, get into the space now um, and get involved. But Chris, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank um, you. Show. And I, I look, to, look forward to seeing more of your NFTs. And you, you, we should do part two because there's a whole fucking shit. No, we will do more. part two then, man. <laughs> no, we, 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 do, we will do part two. I'm sure you've got a lot more stories to tell and a lot more is going to be happening. So I'm definitely going to arrange that <laughs> and get the, get the exclusive, get the exclusive what's going on. Yeah. But um, yeah, where can people find you? So my websites are, my main two websites are kafarophoto.com, C-U-F-F-A-R-O-P-H-O-T-O is my main kind of, I call it the center of the universe. Kafarohits.com is for, for the Greatest Hits Project. Lots of videos and trailers and all sorts of great stuff. If you love music and photography, but you love music, you're going to, great stories and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and then my Twitter is uh, kafarophoto. My Instagram was Kafaro Photo, and I lost my account four oh. months ago, got hacked, is now the Kafaro Photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm rebuilding that. I lost 25,000 followers. You're getting them back. It's no problem. It's, it, you've got the pictures. You've got the, you've got the legacy. Yeah. It's all going to come. But We're yeah, trying. thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing your stories. Thank uh, you. Thanks, everyone, for listening and, and watching. And if, like, if this is one to watch, because he did share some photos. <laughs> so uh, definitely, definitely check this out on YouTube. But everyone stay listening, stay blessed.